Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself, Tommy Dreamer, and Bully Ray talk AEW Dynamite from last night. Also, in the world of Impact Wrestling, some breaking news on today's podcast. Team 3D is getting back together, and we speak to Devon. Hall of Famer Devon, tag team partner of one of the most decorated tag teams of all time. That's right, Bully Ray and Devon talk about reuniting right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Last night, uh, MJF said some interesting things um, when he was at the dodgeball park or, or, or the trampoline park playing dodgeball with Adam Cole and the children. And he was saying stuff to the kids like... Um, uh, I was with your mom or I slept with your mom and I'm your dad. And he said something, he, he said something else. I, what was the last thing that he said? Um, something else. Around, about, hit, around hit, hit, hitting kids in the face with dodgeballs and then the little girl giving the middle finger. So last night on after dark, I, got, Oh, you're adopted. Uh, you're adopted. I think was the last right. one. <laughs> so last night I did get one phone call. It was actually from Dr. Bob, the brain surgeon from Maryland, who did not like what MJF had to say, did not like the middle finger from the little girl. So let me ask you guys, uh, how did you feel about that uh, segment last night and what MJF was saying and what they had the little girl do? I, I have to admit, uh, Bully, I laughed out loud. I mean, that's fine. I'm just asking you guys. Your I laughed out loud and, and I don't think it was anything bad because obviously it was a lot of editing and cutting and stuff like that. So I don't think he actually hit those kids with the dodgeball. And I don't think he actually said those things to the, to the kids as well. I mean, that's the beauty of TV and Hollywood, but uh, I laughed out loud. Tommy. Uh, I laughed too. It didn't uh, bother me at all. Uh, I mean, I get it. There's also, I mean, not that my kids were, old enough to remember, but my kids were on the Sopranos and, you know, there was cursing going on. There's a lot of stuff. My kids were too young to remember that. And kids are, you know, innocent. Uh, if you're a child actor, you know, they tell you what to do and, you know, you go out there and do it. Don't know if they know what the middle finger means or all that stuff. And it's just like, okay, you're acting. And there Especially are kids like that are so young that do just do that as act as working actors, even at that age. 
Especially yeah, you, like you, you kind of, Tommy, you kind of get upset when Dave curses too much on this show and you being the dad of, of twin daughters, you're okay with encouraging a 10 year old girl to give the middle finger to somebody on television. Uh, they were not my children and uh, it did not offend me. No, I laughed. And, and, and bully. I grew up watching sports. That's the entertainment part of sports entertainment. And I grew up watching. Uh, I grew up watching the Bad News Bears. So, like you know, when you look at the Bad News Bears, that's nothing compared to that. So, no, no disrespect to uh, Doctor Bob, who we love, and I love that the fact that he listens to Busted Open while he performs brain surgery, which again, that to me, that's a commercial. Uh, but no disrespect to him. I understand where he's coming from, but I laugh. And again. Again, my warped sense of humor. I grew up watching Bad News Bears, so there you go. Would you be would, would would you be Tanner Boyle or Lupus, Dave? <laughs> you know what? I could say I'm Tanner all I want, but bully, I'm sure you would say I'm Lupus. So there you go. <laughs> you bugger eat moron. <laughs> the kid that in the movie Airplane with Kareem Abdul Jabbar, <laughs> where Abdul Jabbar snatches him up, he's like, Tell your dad, you know, cuts a quick promo on him. Uh, it's the same thing, in my opinion. Also, you're the kid who ate fried chicken while he was pooping on the toilet. Okay, Engelberg. <laughs> there you go. I mean, and you know what's happening right now. I think Garza, one of our nation members, is is putting together a Bad News Bears parody with our faces on it. So thanks for that one, Bully. No problem. My pleasure. Anything. <laughs> anything to you guys. But I did like the one thing I will say throughout this, and – and I kind of like it when, you know, wrestling and sports entertainment takes a little chances at at humor because I did laugh. Um, and they are like when you look at an MJF and his personality and what he would want to do. And then you look at an Adam Cole and his personality and what he would want to do in his free time. It's funny to watch those two together. I think those vignettes whether it's at the trampoline park or at, at the restaurant or at the bar, like I really have enjoyed these vignettes and I don't know what's going to happen at all in, but if this does end up the breakup of those two, I'm going to be sad about it. Cause I think the chemistry between these two, it's kind of like the odd couple in a way. Right. I mean, we all grew up watching the, the sitcom, the odd couple. That's how I feel when I'm watching Adam Cole and MJF right now. How did you guys feel about the announcement or Adam Cole suggesting to MJF that they challenge for the Ring of Honor Tag Championships on the pre-show? Where do you think that's going and why? Tommy, what do you think? Uh, no clue. Not a fan of it. Um, I did not. I love... Adam Cole and MJF, like Dave said, I think this is really working. Um, I really enjoy every segment they're in. I mean, they've become must watch um, when MJF goes so over the top, or as Mark likes to say, glib. And when he's like, Oh, you want to have a, uh, a promo battle, a rap battle. And then when he hits him with the first line, the place explodes and he's like, Adam, Adam, stop, stop, stop. Uh, I'm sorry, MJF, uh, stop, stop, stop. But like those quick little liners that he gets out there, just being so over the top baby face, I love. I'm also from the school of Bruno Sammartino. When I'm the champion, I go out there. 
I make them wait to see me at the end of the night um, because people are paying to see the main event. Um, I do not like it. I don't like it for the risk of injury. I also, I just, I'm not a fan. Uh, I don't know where they're going. I'm interested to see where they're going. Uh, but if I'm a wrestling fan attending that, I, and I, or if I'm in that spot, I'm using championship privilege. Uh, and I'm saying I'm only going on last. I liked how MJF addressed it. And even the fans laughed at it. That at what Adam Cole wanted. I would have waited for that for the show right afterwards. There's a big event right after Wembley, right? Yeah. All it's out all out. In Chicago. Yeah. I would have waited till all out. Do you, do you guys think that uh, something is going to happen in that pre-show tag match that's going to lead to whatever contract Adam Cole signed but did not read? Yeah, I think I think this is all storyline related, Bully. I mean, first of all, to your point, like I think people are going to tune into Zero Hour, right? You're going to have to watch this. You're going to have to watch Zero Hour before All In to find out exactly what's going to happen in this tag match. And it's interesting, if they win and become tag team champions, that's a story unto itself. And if they lose, that's a story. And then I have a feeling Roderick Strong, who's the biggest party pooper of all time, every time he comes on my TV, it's a shoulder shrug. Um, I feel like he's going to be a factor in that tag match as well. Okay. Just wanted to see what you guys thought about how those two things would tie in. I mean, I what think do you it think? is interesting to Dave's point that um, it's going to make people watch it. If you remember heat before a live pay-per-view or matches before a live pay-per-view more so back in the day, they have meaning In impact. We do something called BTI before the impact and those matches are storyline driven. So it will get people to watch it. And even before uh, Impact's shows, they do have matches that, hey, this is your storyline and this is where it's going to, because we couldn't fit it on the pay-per-view. Um, this is direct because, I mean, we don't have the formulated matches uh, for the Wembley show. So do I mind it? No, because I, I think if you what, what those matches were supposed to be, it was supposed to be the last second push to get you old school to press the button to doubt, you know, I'm going to buy this pay-per-view because of what I just saw. And they have us hooked just on that. This is former UFC champion, Chris Weidman. Do you want to feel what it's like to get in the octagon with me? Right now, we are bringing the hardest hitting MMA talk on the planet to your podcast feeds with Won't Back Down, a Sirius XM podcast. Every Monday, I'm speaking my mind and taking you inside combat sports like no one else. Every tap, every snap, and whatever else is on my mind. Download Won't Back Down right now on Sirius XM, Stitcher, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Won't Back Down. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. I'll say one thing and then I'll throw it to you, Bully and Tommy. Uh, When it comes to Jericho Appreciation Society... Assholes, good luck on your own without Jericho. That's all I got to say. What say you, Tommy? Um, When they were asking what Jericho has done for them, if I was Jericho, I would have said, get you over. Yeah. Um, you listen to the crowd in their responses when Daniel Garcia did his hip thrusts, when Jake Hager talked about his hat, when they all were talking and they were getting reactions, you're now losing those reactions, but that was all because you were attached to the Jericho Appreciation Society. I'm hoping this is a swerve on uh, Don Callis and Don Callis's family. Um, I would love to see Chris and Don work together again, but I hope this is a, a swerve to go towards against Don Callis, but even his family isn't like a an established stable like Bobby Heenan's family because they would outnumber them. Uh, it was very, very interesting to see. I enjoyed the segment. I enjoy everything the Jericho Appreciation Society has brought to the table. But that's also because I know Chris is a strickler for detail. And Chris, if you think about it, I mean, he gave, like I, I was saying about the Dudleys when they came to TNA, gave them validity, validity. Jericho gave AEW validity when he walked up to that podium and you were like, wait, what? And that was a complete and utter shock. The guy has continued to crush it each and every week. And he has gotten over not one, but two groups. And Chris Jericho will get anything over. He got his cruise over. He got so many, cause that's Chris Jericho. Bully. Me and Devon will be on the Jericho cruise this year, by the way. So will you look yeah, thanks for mentioning me, pal. I did. Wow. I just did. <laughs> um, as far as the Jericho Appreciation Society goes, you're not even going to give me the time of day on that cruise. I can guarantee you, I'm, you're not even going to give me the time of day. You're going to be hanging out with your Hall of Fame friend, Devon, and you're not even going to acknowledge me on that cruise ship. Go ahead. I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, I need to go so I could say I wrestled on a boat. I don't think I've wrestled on a boat yet. 
I think we're going to hit the first three D at C. I like that. There you go. Um, the This better be a swerve because whenever Jericho is not with the JAS, whether they're backstage doing a promo or at the ring, they are lost puppies. They don't know where they are. They're all younger, but you need Jericho there to help continue to guide them and get over. The only one there that I think really could truly survive on his own is Sammy because we've seen Sammy get over without, you know, having Chris around all the time. I think these younger talents still need uh, direction, a leader, a veteran like Chris around. I enjoyed the segment last night. I did not enjoy the placement of the segment last night. I felt like putting it on first kind of put the crowd in its seat as opposed to that AEW crowd that used to being up and crazy at all times. I would have put the Young Bucks versus the uh, the Hardys on first and had the Jericho segment on second. That's all I got on that. I agree with it. It seemed odd to start the show that way. Um, and that, and that's what made AEW different than WWE. We've seen a lot in the WWE them start with a talking segment or that type of segment where the wrestlers are in the ring. AEW always starts off strong, starts off hot with a match. And I agree with you. I think the Hardys and the Young Bucks would have been the perfect way to start that show last night. Especially because I felt like the Hardys and Young Bucks lacked a little bit of something last night. I didn't feel like the match got the attention that it should have for the first time it happening on television. There wasn't that big match feel. There wasn't that pomp and circumstance. To me, there was just something missing in the arena with the vibe and the feel of the crowd. And I wonder if the JAS segment just kind of drew people down a little bit too much where they found it a little bit more difficult to get up for the Hardys and the Bucks. Listen, the people were there, but not the way I thought they would be for a legendary tag team and the Bucks who are the homegrown EVPs, spot guys who always bring the excitement and who decided to hit a 3D last night and have Jeff Hardy kick out and uh, I'll have to have a talk with them. Please, please do. But I agree with you, not just for that. It just seems like the show as a whole seemed like discombobulated. Like I felt like the match placement and, and we talk about it on our show, that match placement is key. You know, that is the roller coaster ride that you decide to put your audience on. I thought all the matches seemed out of place and seemed a little off last night, in my opinion. Um, with Listen. Go ahead, Tommy. You, uh, no, I mean, you think about, to, to Bully's point, that was this Jericho Appreciation Society just broke up. We like the act. Now I'm sad. Yeah. Um, how do It's going to take a while to get the people back into it, like Bully said. Um, another part, I would not have had the Hardys walk out with, with their seconds. Um, this is a, you know, they had Ethan Page and uh Private the party. other guy there i would have just not had them out there because this is wow i've wanted to see this i've wanted to see this for so long uh it is on television but the mood has was changed one of my favorite groups just broke up oh what did you think of rvd what did you think of the match as a whole 
I liked everything that I saw last night in that segment. I liked everything from Jack. I liked everything from Rob. I liked the finish. Good stuff. Jack Perry took a step forward. The people got to hear walk. The people got to see RVD. They got to see a five-star frog splash. They had the energy and the incitement and the anticipation. If I had the pencil, if I was helping to produce that match, I would have said, guys, what you got is perfect. Yeah, and and I think the biggest thing, Tommy, especially moving forward, is what Bully said about Jack Perry taking a step forward. And I think he did that. And, I, I man, I'm telling you, this character fits him to a T, and it's really clicking and it's really working right now for AEW. And Rob from the waist down is like Dreamer from the waist up. He is heavy as all hell. That's a joke, but I'm saying is like Rob's legs, his quads, his thighs, his calves. Once they start moving at you, they ain't slowing down. So you got to know how to take his stuff the right way. And Jack did a good job. Jack legitimately pulled out on almost every Rob Van Dam offensive leg offensive move last night. He completely turned his head. But you know what? I'd rather see the kid turn his head than catch one of those kicks right on the jaw and take care. Hasta luego. Bye-bye. Hi, everybody. Christopher Mad Dog Russo here. Familiar? You should be. Well, now you can catch Mad Dog's Daily Bite each day as a podcast where you'll hear my thoughts and opinions on the biggest topics around the world of sports. NFL, baseball, golf, NBA, even the hockey. That you know you can count on. That's Mad Dog's Daily Bite. Drops daily anywhere you get your podcasts. And you can also hear me weekdays 3 to 6 Eastern on Mad Dog Unleashed, Sirius XM Channel 82, or anytime on the SXM app. But even bigger than that is that we are going to have back in action on that 1,000th episode is Team 3D. That's right. Team 3D is back. And to talk about that and so much more, we bring in Hall of Famer Devon. Sir, how are you? And thank you so much for the time. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be on the show. It's been a long time. I think since the pandemic, the first start of the pandemic was uh, the last time I was on here. So it's very honored to be back on here. Well, there's a lot to buy team 3d back for one night and one night only. Absolutely. I'm excited about that. I I really am. I mean, it's been almost 10 years since I've been in the ring and uh, it's like, you know, riding a bike and, you know, getting off it and getting right back on it again. I think I'm excited about that. That's I'm waiting to see how much I got left in the tank for me to go, you know, and uh, for me and Bubba to go back and uh, to do our thing. I can't wait. Well, Devon, I think 9th, the last time, uh, I think the last time we were in a ring together, the last time we hit a 3d was on the episode of Monday night raw, the 25th, anniversary which has got to be what uh seven years now seven years ago but then you know go back even further that was the last time we hit 3d together or we had been in the ring but to actually wrestle together it's been almost 10 years and an actual yeah, match I, ma- probably one of our last matches together was in impact with the hardys and the wolves davy richards and uh eddie eddie edwards yeah i mean that was exciting because remember i tore my groin I said groin. You still don't know how to say groin. <laughs> uh, I remember it was, I was in so much pain and we did like a TLC match. And how I got through that match was, I have no idea. It had to be God because I was in so much pain from my groin 
being torn. And, uh, you know, it was, it was probably one of the most uh, painful things I think I've ever had to go through. I know. I totally yeah, try, remember try that. Try now. doing that radio with man. Dreamer. Oh, come on. <laughs> uh, don't, don't stop. I mean, this is, but this is big again. Uh, the 1000th episode of impact that's big unto itself, but to have this return of team 3d at the Westchester County center. I mean, there's a lot of history there. September 9th tickets on set. go and buy it. You're going to want to be a part of history because like you said, it's been almost 10 years since you two have been together. This is one time, one night only. So if you want to be a part of history, you definitely want to buy tickets September 9th at the Westchester County center in white plains, New York. So this is big. And, you know, impact is a big part of the history too, Devon. Like when I think of some of those great moments and obviously you're a WWE hall of famer, but also a TNA hall of famer impact Mm -hmm. has been a a big part of that history when it comes to team three day. You know, when we left in 2005 WWE, you know, we were looking for a home practically. We went to Japan, we made our niche there and then we stopped in TNA. We helped, uh, you know, create that tag team division. I had a great time in TNA. I wasn't happy with some of the powers to be behind the scenes, but overall, I thought I had a great run in TNA and me and uh, Bully or Bubba, uh, we just really, you know, took it to the next level when we got to TNA. Uh, I mean, me and Scott DeMore were talking about, I mean, you guys at that time were one of the biggest free agent signings for that company. Mm -hmm. And I mean, completely gave more validity to to the company when it was coming up and i mean you guys had did have a hell of a run there your hall of famers uh my biggest question is uh, and i know significance but like you know and, and i understand your legacy there's been lately you know so many shout outs to you know you guys with you know 3ds as well as get the tables um for you personally why is this significant to come back for one more match well, number one, you know, I've had some health issues and uh, I think that's one of the biggest things for me uh, because of the fact that I had the stroke uh, in 2020 and I almost didn't make it. I wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't for my wife, uh, who I love dearly and who really, you know, saw that I was having a stroke. Uh, you know, the, the stroke is very a silent killer, you know, and to go through that, and to be able to only have 25% on my left side and then had to go to rehab, you know, two and three different rehabs to rebuild that up. And then my personal trainer, the gym, really helping me to get back to where I was. And then all of a sudden, only six to seven months later to now go through back surgery. You know, I had L4, L5, and S1 uh, pretty much uh, fused with titanium bolts and everything. So to go through all of that within a short period of time within each other, and now all of a sudden having the opportunity to get back with Bubba and to be on the 1000 episode of Impact and to relive the glory that we once had, I think is great. I'm really looking forward to this and uh, I'm really to see how much, you know, like I said earlier, how much I got left. I think there's a lot left uh, to go. Uh, with Bubba uh, back in the ring and to do things. And if I'm not mistaken, Tommy, I believe you're going to be along with me. So, uh, you know, if I, if I breathe heavy or I need to tag out and Bubba ain't on the apron, I'm tagging you. I'm letting you know that. <laughs> I'll be, uh, I'll be uh, rooting you on always, bro, since day one. <laughs> Absolutely. You were there. You were there when I had my trout at the ECW arena. Uh, so was Bubba. Uh, but Bubba wasn't Bubba. 
that we all know now. Bubba was a different Bubba back then. Um, but you know, is that a weight uh, joke? No, <laughs> I'm a body no, guy. No, it's not a weight joke. <laughs> Although you were pushing the scale very heavy, but 402, 402. Listen, 402 was yesterday, but today you look phenomenal. I mean, I can't, I can't begin to tell you how you know. And I don't want to sound like 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 you you're know my son. you know how I did it because you did it the same way back in the day. Test <laughs> growth hormone and animal. Exactly. I took Batista, I took Batista's bag when he left and went to Hollywood, and I just dabbed <laughs> a little bit into it. <laughs> I did shots of Billy Billy Gunn sweat. That's how I did it. Yeah, I, would, I think anybody would love to have Billy Gunn sweat at this point in time. <laughs> hey, you know, since uh, you got your back fused, who was the heaviest person to lift for three D? You. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> hey, I had to. Hey, Tommy, if I didn't get you, you were going to get me. You if son I didn't of get a you, bitch. If I didn't Your get you, favorite you 3D. <laughs> I had to say Lance Storm. Lance Storm was the, I mean, the way Lance Storm got up and, you know, when I remember when he became an agent in WWE, he carried the picture in his wallet and he still proclaimed that he was the best one to ever take 3D. And he had, he's absolutely right. That picture at WrestleMania yeah. was excellent. I mean, it really was. And I looked at him one day. I said, wait a minute, you carry that? He goes, no, not really. He goes, I knew you were going to be here. So I wanted to show you that I was the one that took 3D the best. And he really was. Devon, if, uh, you know, tag team wrestling these days, there's a lot of really strong teams. When you look in the w, at the WWE, Obviously, the Usos, the New Day, teams that we were able to work with and help get to the next level. Um, when you look at AEW, you have the Young Bucks, you have FTR, a lot, you know, I'm just giving you a couple of names that, you know, come to the forefront of, of, of my thoughts and my memory. If you get in the ring on the thousandth episode of Impact, and you feel really good and you think you have a lot more left in you. Let's just say you think you got a year, a good year left in you. Would you want to do this one last time? Absolutely. Like you always say, I want to be, I want, I want us to be kissed. I want us to really put the makeup on for the last time, go out there and hit the greatest hits, have a great time with the people, have a great time with each other and just make history again. I would love that. Uh, and that I means I got to keep doing more jobs. <laughs> <laughs> the only bad thing about this one, Dreamer, is that now I'm going to be in his corner. So it's going to be like the old ECW oh, days. God. You might you might have to bring back Sandman. <laughs> Yvonne, when you, when you hear other teams go out there, and listen, saying stuff on camera is one thing, but saying stuff in interviews to me is completely different. Like when me and you were on camera in any company, the Dudleys, Team 3D, were the greatest tag team of all time, mm. yada, yada, yada. We'll tell you anything that you needed to hear in the world of sports entertainment and pro wrestling. You know, when we do interviews outside of wrestling, I, I know how I am. I'm just happy to be mentioned amongst the greats, against, uh, you know, mm. amongst the Road Warriors, amongst the rock and roll, the Midnight, Arn and Tully, the British Bulldogs, yada, yada. When you hear tag teams today, proclaim that they're the greatest or they're the best or they're you know you know the cat's meow 
How do you feel about hearing these teams proclaiming themselves the best? I mean, just a couple of weeks ago, I heard FTR proclaim themselves the greatest tag team of all time. And I'm like, I'm not quite sure about that, guys. But how do you feel about hearing these uh, other tag teams saying it? Well, I'm going to say this. We are the most decorated tag team. There has never been any tag team in the history of this business that has held more title reigns than us. But I've always said this, and you've said this in interviews as well, is that we always thought that the Road Warriors were the greatest tag team in the history of the business. I mean, you know, you have teams like the Hart Foundation, the British Bulldogs, you know, the Midnight Express, the Rock and Roll Express, uh, you know, on and tell. I mean, you have all these great tag teams that have come before us. What I like to say is when people ask me, they go, you know, do you consider yourself the greatest tag team of all time? And I'm going to be honest with you, I tell them no. I say, it's like Michael Jordan, Dr. J, and LeBron James. For the 60s and the 70s, Dr. J was the man. Then you took Michael Jordan in the 80s and 90s and maybe early 2000s, even when he was with the Wizards, and Michael Jordan reigned supreme. There was nobody better than Jordan. But now you come to this new generation, you have LeBron James. And I'm not excluding Kobe, because Kobe I put in the same category as Michael. I mean, that's the only thing going to get closer to Michael is Kobe Bryant. And so, in my opinion, I think that for the era that you grew up in, the era that you're in, I like to say that we're the greatest tag team of our era. I don't want to say all times because, again, you've had so many people that have come before us that have, you know, can honestly say that they're the greatest of all time. I like to say that we're the greatest tag team of all time during our era. I have a couple of questions, if you don't mind. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> because, you know, I kind of feel like with with Bully and the relationship that him and I have on air, you know, I've kind of taken the mantle a little bit. Like, you passed that to me, good sir. Like, you know, you're teaming <laughs> with him. You went to the Hall of Fame. And look at what – and I, I and listen, I mean this with all sincerity. How well Bully has done on the air. I mean, I think he's custom-made – for radio because let's face it he's got a personality that either is going to grate you or it's going to you're going to agree with right yes but you know here's the thing i i've learned over the years with bubba um you know to know to to love bubba you got to know him and you know he doesn't take any mess he says what he wants when he wants and how he wants mm -hmm. he doesn't sugarcoat anything he tells you exactly how it's going to be a lot of people can't take that a lot of people want to be oh you know, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Bubba's like, no, worry about it. Have people like Bubba around to let you, to bring you back to reality a lot of times. And that's what you need. And I think a lot of people are scared of that. And that's the problem that a lot of people have with him being so what they like to call aggressive bullshit. Okay. Stop acting like a goddamn idiot. And maybe you won't have to have people like Bubba call you out. Maybe that's what you need to do. It's funny. You, know, because... you have just been put in your corner, LaGreca. <laughs> I didn't mean it to you, Dave. No, I'm no. I'm just saying I, in general. <laughs> Although I've heard you two on the mic go back and forth on it. So, you know, no, I've got to stick up for my brother. <laughs> well, no. Well, well, I mean, I think him and I do go back and forth. But I think Bully and you, I think you would agree on this in a respectful manner. Like, I think Bully respects me and I certainly respect Bully. Bully for his knowledge. And I know 
that Bully understands, you know, what we're able to do together and the magic that we have on, on the radio. But I agree with you. I think that Bully, and I appreciate, this is what I appreciate about Bully, is he doesn't pull punches. I know when he says something to me, it's the honest-to-God truth. He's not just saying it to give me word salad or to make me feel better. He's going to give me the truth. And I think there are a lot of people that are afraid of it. Case in point, when you guys were in Impact, I knew that Bully listened to the show and appreciated the show. I must have asked a thousand times for Bully to be a guest on the show. And Impact <laughs> PR, TNA PR at the time said no, would say no, would say no. And then one time, I think, Bully, you actually called me. and was like, why, why haven't you ever had me on your show? And it's like, I've asked for you. They won't. And I finally like went up to PR. And it was because they were just afraid to go to Bully and ask him. <laughs> to do an interview like I was like that's crazy to me because I don't think there's anybody that would be a big enough ambassador than bully and and bully I, I think I told you this story but maybe maybe I didn't but the first time we ever had bully on the show was live in person it was for one of the one of the pay-per-views and we had you on Devon but we had bully we had you on as well and then PR called you off for something and you had a beer and you left your beer there. And the first thing I did is I just chugged your beer. <laughs> and then a put the empty, it's a little creepy. <laughs> and then put and then put the empty bottle where you were. And I thought that would be like a really good uh icebreaker. Because man, like TNA PR is like, man, just be careful what you ask, bully. Don't say this. Don't say that. And I thought that don't would be. Don't poke the bear. Don't poke the bear. So I thought the perfect icebreaker would be to chug his beer. And then you came back. You noticed that it was empty and you just got a new one. I don't even think you knew I did it, but I thought it would be a good icebreaker. But I think Devon's right. I think you're just somebody that doesn't pull punches. And people are either going to love that about you or they're not going to like that about you. But you're always well honest. You know what, Dave? Here's what I'm going to say. Today's society is so soft. They are so soft and so sensitive. You can't say anything without somebody being offended. Give me a break. You know, back when we were doing what we were doing in ECW, there's things that we said, forget about it. But we were having fun. We were enjoying ourselves, and so were the people. So can we do that now? No, we can't do that now because you'll have somebody out there that'll be so offended about what we did in that ring or what we said, that now all of a sudden they got to protest. Now they got to go on social media and let everybody be heard about how disappointed they are in the Dudleys because they said what they said or did what they did. How about you go, excuse my expression, you go fuck yourself. That's the way I feel. Bravo. You go fuck yourself. Bravo. How about that? You don't like what we got to say? Don't watch us. Go to hell. And that's coming from the Reverend. Go fuck yourself. Okay? That's the way I feel. You know, and I've always said this, you know, Bubba, like, for instance, backstage, you know, were there politics involved backstage? Absolutely there were. But are you mad because you didn't politic as good as maybe Bubba did for what he's did? Or are you just upset generally because you couldn't outsmart him? That's the problem. And I've always said this in countless interviews whatsoever. If you're going to get close, you can't get probably any closer to Pat Patterson, God rest his soul, in terms of putting matches together and things like that than Bubba. Bubba is that damn good. And I have to, I give him that. And I say that all the time. I say that to students at my school. If you want to finish to be done just like that, I can't do that. I got to think, <laughs> you know, and it might take four or five days, 
but Bubba can do it on the drop of a dime, which is freaking phenomenal. I, I, and, again, and, and, and wait, hold on. This, I know. Oh. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say, but but also Devon, there is the other side of it as well. As much as we're putting him over and complimenting him to the move, he can be exhausting at times. <laughs> like there's gotta been times that you probably put your hand in Dave, your, on your head. Do you so, know how many arguments me and Devon have been in? How many? One. <laughs> One. Well, Devon, other- am I lying? No. Hold up, hold on now, one here's, argument. Here's the deal. We're going at it back and forth, and we're like, F you, no F you, and no F you. Sabu comes over. Guys, 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 you shouldn't fight. You guys are like brothers. We went, fuck you, Sabu. Get the hell out of here. Hell, we start going back. It's one of these things. We can argue with each other. Hell, we might even beat the shit out of each other, which we've done in ECW. But don't you come along and try to do that, because <laughs> I guarantee you, we will turn on your ass quick. Devon, do you think side. we have uh, enough time to explain me and Bully's relationship? No. Oof. <laughs> Dave, what I wanted to say, and Devon, I appreciate, I appreciate the the Pat Patterson compliment because that uh, that I take very very seriously, and thank you very much. That was very nice of you to say. But Dave, what he said is important, and why me and Devon have worked out the way we worked out for twenty plus years. I could not wrestle like Devon could wrestle on the mat. Devon trained by Johnny Raj. Devon's mat skills and basics and comprehension far better than mine. That was not my area of expertise. So I could never do what Devon did. And Devon, as he just told you, couldn't do what I did. He didn't have the he didn't have you know the mind for the psychology of the match or the booking of the finishes. So when you bring those two things together, the yin and the yang the black and the white, so to speak, no pun intended. It worked out <laughs> perfectly. I mean, when I grew, you know, and jo- I don't mean to cut you off, but in Johnny's school, he didn't teach you psychology. He didn't teach you none of that. So I learned the, the bit that I learned in ECW and then learned when I was in WWE, we would learn, we would learn how to wrestle. That was the thing that Johnny taught because Johnny and dreamer will tell you, he's a little crazy. <laughs> we love him to death, but he's crazy. And uh, but he was very good at what he did in terms of teaching in ring skills. And that's exactly, you know, for the five and a half, almost six years um, that I spent in his school, I just learned how to wrestle. I learned how to grapple, you know, favorite favorite impact wrestling memory. Other than putting your hand on Dixie's butt and kissing her. Yes. Making out with her, which I'm still mad. It never made tape. Uh, (laughs) Uh, let me see the greatest and uh, man, I don't even know. Uh, God, it's been so long. Um, I think one of the greatest moments was having my my boy. One of the one of one of the greatest moments, not the, but having my boys with me. You know, even though they were very young, they were fourteen and fifteen years old at the time. You know, having them share the ring with me and you at the time and that storyline, which was very very good, um, they did very well. And I was very proud of them to be able to hang with us and do what they did and get the sympathy, especially when Bully put them through a table. I was like, I remember going to the back going, Bubba, you didn't have to do them that hard, bro. I mean, I get it, but come on, man. Those are my kids. But no, but that, I think that was one of the most proudest moments. And when we did the uh, weigh-in on the scale, <laughs> well, I had to get undressed and I was in my Speedo. So I was, you know, I was all jacked up on Batista stuff. So I was 
kind of, I was feeling good. <laughs> I didn't mind taking my shirt off. <laughs> you know, and, and that brings up this question. Cause I think, you know, bully, you and I had this, this, this same conversation, not that long ago. And that is like, there always seemed to be a bit of a dark cloud above impact. Like impact was doing great ratings. Impact was getting good attendance, but people seem to like want to see its demise for whatever reason. But here we are. We're going to celebrate a thousand episodes. Why do you feel like it's been able to keep going, keep surviving and having success? Devon, you want to take that first? Okay, I will. Um, oh, you take it first. <laughs> um, listen, Impacts was very successful for a long time because of the the strong mix of creative and the locker room. And when good creative meets great talent, you get a good product. And TNA was doing really strong numbers. Listen, if you want to compare, and everybody's just saying, well, it was a different time. It was this and this. I don't believe in all that shit. TNA ratings-wise blows AEW out of the water and didn't just do it one time or two times, did it consistently on a yearly basis. So mm -hmm. TNA was a strong company and a strong alternative to the WWE where people went there and got utilized. In my opinion, once AJ Styles left TNA, TNA started its demise because AJ was the homegrown guy. The whole place was kind of built around AJ, the face of the place. And I think that's what turned a lot of fans off. I also think some of the people that were in power at the time didn't know what mm -hmm. the hell they were doing. Mm -hmm. Dr. Moore, as much as I hate him, can't fucking stand that little chunky bastard who celebrated another birthday yesterday. I was, wish I was there so I could have kicked him in his little fat face. He came in and he built a, a, a talent roster and a creative team that is working again. And Tommy, you can speak to this more than I can. Despite my issues with Demore, I still know what that locker room is like. And I still know how hard creative works. And, and TNA's and Impact Wrestling's numbers are growing. Here, here's a little thing. Last year's Slammiversary pay-per-view, 1,000 buys. This year's Slammiversary pay-per-view, 4,000 buys. Now, I, I know people might be listening going, only 4,000? That's a jump of 3,000 buys in a year. Yeah. Their ratings have progressively gotten better. Access TV isn't in every home like uh, USA, TBS, TNT. So it's always about the team effort of strong creative meeting a, a, a good talent pool and a good locker room. Tommy, would you agree? Uh, yes. Uh, thousand percent. The other part, you know, if you talk about significance, the Simpsons just celebrated 750 episodes of the Simpsons. Impact's going on a thousand. Uh, wrestling fans come to find good wrestling, and they know they'll get it um, with Impact Wrestling on Thursdays, or when they come to any of the shows, the television tapings, or you know that they're going to see, like Victory Road, and then the one thousandth episode. Uh, that's right. It's already slated to be a great, great time. Trust and me. And that's September 9th. September 9th, The Impact 
episode 1000 on September 9th, White Plains, New York. Tickets are on sale right now. You can go to impactwrestling.com. Go to ticketmaster.com. This is going to be history. Team 3D back together again for one night, September 9th in White Plains, New York. Again, go to impactwrestling.com. Go to Ticketmaster.com, the Westchester County Center in White Plains, New York. Make sure you buy your tickets because this is going to be a historic night. Devon, thank you so much for the time. Congratulations, and I can't wait to see what happens on September 9th. Well, thank you, guys. I really appreciate being on the show. You guys are doing a hell of a job. Please keep up the great work. And, I mean, again, thank you so much for having me on the show, guys. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, We've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support so you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.